Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Love and Movies podcast. I am Eric. I'm Monica. And uh, last time we were talking about me working out on the island and it getting blown up by a hurricane. Um, and uh, so after the, uh, after the hurricane blew through there and I had my year of World of Warcraft fun and thought, what a great job this is, you know, getting paid to play video games. Um, then it was the complete 180. Yeah, and then it did the 180 because um, the resort opened back up. And there was actually two resorts I was working on out there. They both opened back up. But um, my company did not hire anybody back after they were laid off. So I was the sole employee handling what used to be six guys um, is now handled by me. Um, so I was working my tail off. And you were I pretty much never home. Yeah, I was never home. It was terrible. Um, and they uh, and I would put in repeated requests for help. You know, I need somebody out here, even even just part-time people, you know, or, or um, as needed. Like, I need somebody to come up here and help me on this day because I've got a big show, and I couldn't even get that. Uh, so it was, a, it was a big mess. <laughs> and, and it went on for a year, I think. It, was, it felt like a really long time. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. So uh, finally, I just, I was completely fed up with it. And one of the guys that I had laid off had found a job that he raved about. He loved it. Um, working for a low voltage company, installing wiring in, in homes and things like that. So I decided that I was just going to go and work with him at that place. And just, I put in my notice. And of course, instantly after I put in my notice, they had like four people out on the island working uh, you know, to take my place and they couldn't have gotten me that when I asked for it. And that, at that point I was too fed up. So I went to work for this other companies whose uh, name I will not mention. Um, but I went to work with my friend, Alan that worked there and Alan is a good guy. Um, and he got me that job and I went there and I remember, um, I'll, I'll ask Monica cause I'm sure she remembers too. Um, I went, I had my first day on that job and yeah. then I came back home and what was the first thing I said to you when I got home? Um, something to the effect of, I think I just made a huge mistake. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, explained to me that it was, you know, low voltage wiring. We'd be doing a lot of the same, same stuff I did out on the island, you know, running wires for microphones. And, you know, we do some stuff with the projectors and all the, you know, all the sound equipment and video equipment that I'm used to. So I get there and day one, it is 100% construction work, and I had no idea. Uh, it was, you know, Florida, 98 degrees, 98% humidity. Uh, we we're crawling around in attics on our hands and knees, uh, running wire, um, drilling holes, you know, down into the, trying not to fall through the ceiling. <laughs> you know, it was it was terrible. There were times where we would, we worked on a couple of the uh, stadiums, baseball stadiums down there, um, and uh, I would have to be up on a lift holding speakers, you know, 80 pound speakers above my head while Alan put the wire on there, um, you know, to hold it in place. And you were it was, like mounting them or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And drilling into concrete on the side of the stadiums and just, you know, not, not if anybody knows me out there, not my kind of stuff. It was not, I was not good at it. You know, I did, I did fine. I did the best, the job to the best of my ability. And you were good you know, at it, Eric. It's just, it's yeah. not what you wanted to I, be doing. I didn't like it, I guess. <laughs> I was yeah. good at it, but I didn't like it at all. So, um, but I did, I worked at that company for two years. Um, but during that time, um, you switched jobs as well. 
Yeah, I um, well, because when you were working with oh, that's that right. company, yeah, you also worked with a guy that became one of our friends too, right. um, Rob. Rob. Yeah, and his wife Christina worked at a um, local surgery center. Right, and I had always wanted to work in the medical field because I went to college for biology, intending to go into the medical field, right. and I just had never gotten the opportunity. Um, well, she according to Rob, was hiring for that surgery center. And I probably would have never even known about it, never even thought to look about for it. And um, when you came home and told me about that, I jumped on it. Yeah, we and, got the application right away. Yep, got an application, had an interview, and got a job as the surgery scheduler and um, kind of backup records person. This was, right. again, aging ourselves here when paper records in <laughs> file folders yes. were the way things were done. EMR, electronic uh, medical records, was, was not no a thing There was no electronic yet. records yeah. back then. Everything was paper. There were rooms full of, you know, files. But, um, yeah, so I got the job and I started working at the surgery center. And honestly, I loved it there. And I would probably still be working there if we had never moved yeah. Yeah. out of Florida. Um, we met so many great people through that place. I, yeah. I, I'm i still Facebook friends with a lot of them. Um, Dora and Roman. Um, Dora is one of my very best friends. She is someone that I worked with on medical records and things over there, and I I feel like she's my family. Yeah, you know, she, is, she is family. Her and Roman are family. That's a hundred percent true. For sure. And uh, so that was a good move for me, job wise. Yeah, I think so too. I loved it. Um, but during that time, I was also having a lot of like medical issues, I guess. I yeah. was having a lot of trouble breathing. Um, I was tired all the time. I wasn't sleeping well. Um, I ended up having, what, almost a year of different tests being done. Oh, yeah. Like they, they, they checked the for asthma. They checked for, they just, I don't even know. I, I lost I mean, track it was, of. It was tons of blood tests. It was. Yeah. All um, kinds of stress tests. Stress tests. tests. They hooked you up like, to like the breathing stuff while you were yeah. running on the treadmill and like everything. Everything. So finally, eventually they figured out there was something going on with my heart. And at first they thought it was um, mitral valve prolapse. Because right. um, my mom actually has that too. Right. So they thought, oh, well, okay, well, if your mom has it, then that must be what you have. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, great, thanks, that makes sense. Well, through a little bit more testing, we finally, they sent me to a big hospital in Miami. Yeah. And they figured out that I had a hole in my heart. And at one point, they, we went into Miami Hospital, um, and they did a catheter uh, where they where they like kind of stuck a scope up yeah, through in the, my in a vein in your in leg vein, and all the yeah. way up into your heart. They kind of made an incision in my groin. I know this sounds gross, people. I'm so sorry. Yeah, whatever. Um, so they they put the calf up through, and I always forget. Is it a vein? Is it an artery? I don't know. It's one of those. I think it's an artery. So I think it they, was an artery. They kind of snake it all the way up from the groin all the way up through to the heart so that they can look inside the heart. It's really 
fabulously awesome and and they took pictures so we got to see the inside of monica's heart yeah so they showed me like how you know where the hole was how Mm -hmm. big the hole was and all this kind of stuff and apparently the you know not to get too technical about it the blood was kind of moving backwards and that was supposedly causing some of the shortness of breath unoxygenated blood was going over into yeah. the side where the oxygenated blood was so you weren't getting you basically weren't getting enough oxygen which is why you were tired all the time right i don't feel like much has changed but you know more on this later anyway yeah. we'll 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 do this more was an of this. ongoing thing yeah. for several years yeah so. so anyway um i believe that we had the cath on a friday yep uh we came home spent the weekend at home yep then you go into work on Monday to a lovely little surprise. Yeah, I went in there and my boss asked me, you know, they knew what was going on because we took that Friday off. Um, and he asked me how everything went. And I said, fine. And he said, good. I'm glad that she's doing okay uh, because I'm going to have to lay you off. And um, totally unexpected. There was no indication that this was happening. He explained at the time that he was laying me off because the jobs were not coming in. Uh, They were not building as many homes anymore. Um, This was mid-2000s at this point. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you go out and find the movie The Big Short, um, it will explain everything that was going on during this time, which is just at the start of the housing crisis um, that led to the recession the great recession or whatever they call it um so he he, you know the work's not coming in i'm gonna have to lay you off he eventually laid everybody off um over the course of the next year he laid the whole company off um but i was the first to go um so i proceeded to have just nine months of of a great time you know i'd worked there for two years and there was no you know thanks or anything it was just you know you're laid off see ya so i just had to turn around and drive home um immediately started looking for work of course and putting in applications everywhere um and no one was hiring um at that time because of this this crisis that was going on down there there was no business was just in the toilet and nobody was hiring at all Mm -hmm. i was able to get a little bit of work with the company that i worked with before um you know where i was out on the island they had Tons kind of, of other like, properties um, and, and they would need, call. yeah, they would need as needed people. So I would, you know, they'd call and say, Hey, we've got a job Friday and Saturday night, you know, come out here to do a wedding or whatever. So I'd go out and do the microphones and everything and speakers for a wedding and then break it all down. And, and that was it. I'd just get paid for the couple of days. Um, so I of course put in for unemployment, um, filled out all the paperwork for unemployment and then. I don't know how long after it was, but I got I a call. Know, it probably took a, a few days, a couple weeks, yeah. whatever it was that it normally takes them to process that yeah. stuff. And I get a call from them saying that my boss was contesting it because he ensured them that he did not lay me off. He fired me uh, for cause uh, because I was lazy and I didn't clean up my tools and he had this whole laundry list of oh, I was out of uniform. Um, we had a we had a t-shirt Just that we wore with his stuff. logo on it and a pair of khakis. That was our uniform. I was never out of uniform. It was all I ever wore. So he just had this laundry list of lies because the bottom line was he didn't want to pay out of his it. payroll 
for the unemployment, you know, mm -hmm. the part of it that he was responsible for. Uh, he refused to pay that. So um, I had to contest that. And we set up a, um, like a hearing, I guess, like we'd get on the phone together and there was a judge there or somebody from the company that was there. So I log in, um, he doesn't show. So we set up another one. I log in, he doesn't show. So we set up the third one and I log in and he doesn't show. So I finally told him, we, I can't keep doing this. You know, I, every time I have to set one of these up, I have to tell this other company that I'm trying to get any work I can for that I'm not available to work that day and it's costing me money. So finally they, they ruled in my favor and I started getting unemployment. But it took um, forever. And, and unemployment was just, it's so, it helped so much. It was $250 a month. A month. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. So at, at this time, um, we things got the, pretty bad. Yeah. We had the one income. We had my mm -hmm. income only. Um, we had the mortgage payment. We had all of the utilities. We had a few little other bills. And mm -hmm. each month, we just kind of steadily got a little further behind, a little further behind, a little further behind until by the time the end of your unemployment came around when he finally got another job, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, we were so far behind that even with Eric's new job, we'd never catch up. Yeah, we never, we would have never been able to catch up, and we, um, and it's not for lack of trying. We yeah, did our yeah, very, we, very best. Yeah, we called our mortgage company. We called uh, the government for the relief programs that were starting to pop up because of this, you know, housing crisis that was happening. There was, you know, they were we guarantee you help and all this kind of stuff, and um, we called everybody and nobody would even give us a second look mm -hmm. um during this time we also put the house up on the market uh, we wanted to put it up earlier so we could do our plan of it doubling you know the price and all that and we went to a, a yeah, realtor a, and they told us not to about a year after we moved in there yeah. we contacted um a uh Realtor, yeah. Realtor, I guess, yeah. yeah. And and said, hey, you know, we want to sell our house. We want to move back up north. And um, she advised us not to because... We'd have to pay some, capital we'd gains have to tax. Pay, yeah, yeah. If, I guess if you, d if you lived in your house for less than two years, you have to pay some kind of capital gains tax. And us being new homeowners and not knowing anything about it, like we were like, oh, well, oh, maybe we should wait one more year and then do it. Well, I would have rather taken the, the little the hit, hit on the capital yep. gains and gotten the heck out of there, but yeah. with what we what we could have gotten, because had we known what was coming down the, the pike, um, yeah. I think we would have, have yeah. yeah, made much different decisions. Yeah, because definitely. Hindsight's even, 2020. Exactly. Because basically this is, this is what's happened. This will be the last thing we talk about in this episode, just this, this thrilling episode of yes, depression that very... we're <laughs> leading you through today. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, but uh, hey, it's good times and bad, right? We got to include right. everything. So uh, we were in the house. Um, we couldn't keep up with the mortgage and everything. We we're looking for anything we can do. We put the house up on the market um, and I'll throw prices out there because it doesn't matter because the house is long gone. So um, we paid $124,000 for the house in 2001 um, by 2004 or whatever it was. Um, the house was worth 240000 uh, it was assessed at two hundred and forty thousand um, when we got it when we got that done. So we put it up on the market for two twenty or two twenty five or something, just trying to sell it, just just trying to move the house. The house was on the market for about six months, I want to say. Yeah, probably not uh, when even. Our, 
when our realtor called us and, and informed us that um, the real estate bubble has burst, um, which you learn about in that movie, The Big Short that we mentioned earlier. Um, basically, the, the banks had been illegally pumping up prices and and things like that to you know increase their profits and all kinds of really nasty stuff that they'd been doing bad lending practices all this kind of stuff um and the bubble burst and they, our they lender informed us too much too fast yeah. and yeah. yeah and our lender informed us that our $124,000 house that was worth 240,000 um as of 3 weeks earlier was now worth $18,000 um, and yeah, so they basically, we, we went to, um, a bankruptcy lawyer to talk because, you know, at that point we are, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars in the hole. So um, upside down. Yeah. In, in a home that we'd never be able to pay back with a plan of that trying to leave Florida no intention at some point. of staying in. Yeah. We never wanted to stay in that home. It was supposed to be something that we flipped. So, uh, we went there and he said, just stop paying on it because <laughs> you're not like, staying what yeah and we're like okay and he you know informed us of everything the best way to do it and to go through the bankruptcy pr proceedings and how we would do everything and and just He's said like, stop gonna, paying on it if you're planning on moving up north anyway right. uh, they're gonna foreclose on your home it's right. it's a given yeah like there's no way you can pay all this back then why pay it right and and the other point was, you know, we had one income. We could barely afford to pay for our utilities and and, th and food, you know. And cars. So, yeah. So, you know, we had to, you know, you weren't going to be paying it anyway. You were just going to be getting further behind. So now I'm telling you, don't pay it. So we were like, okay, we didn't really have another choice. Um, so we started with all those proceedings and, and that was super fun. So I so promise was, we next were basically episode, squatters in our own house. Yes. Yeah. It was super, yeah, but I promise best feeling ever really next episode will be a little happier. I don't know. Mm, no, no, I think no. next time we're, <laughs> we're still, we're, we're, we're still bringing, in the depths of the, next, the bad. Next episode, we're continuing the little bit of, of depression. depression sure. And then after that, it'll get better. We're going to talk about the struggles to make you, my dear Flynn boy. Yes, that's right. So yes, next one will be a little bit crazy as well. But then the one after that will start to get a little better. So it'll, um, it'll get better from there. Yeah, but we're <laughs> going to, uh, we'll transition to talking about our movie now. All right. So we wanted to talk briefly um, about a movie uh, a very, very cheesy movie um, called After Love this episode, we need a little fluff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Love Potion number nine. Um, so we went back, we, we came up with the title of the episode and the plan to talk about this uh, before we had rewatched this movie. It's probably been about a good 20 years since we've seen this flick. So yeah, we apologize 18, ahead yeah. of time. <laughs> yeah. So if you're watching the movies along with these podcasts, yes, we apologize for this one. Um, it did not hold up as well as we thought it would have. We both have fond memories of it. Yeah, thinking, for oh, some what reason. a cute movie. It's so yeah. fun. It's funny. It's, and we put know. it on our little list of ones we wanted to talk about. And yeah didn't hold up so well yeah we just watched it again last night and we're kind of like huh yeah okay it, so that okay. was that was the thing so yeah <laughs> i um, mean it's still it's still got some funny moments in it it's goofy sure. it's saccharine sweet you know um 
I don't know. It's cheesy. It's really. very, very cheesy. Early, early Sandra Bullock. And who's the guy? Tate Donovan. Tate Donovan. AKA yeah, which, animated Hercules for right. okay, any he Disney did files out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was, you know, it was funny. Uh, it's the basic premise is um, a couple of losers in love. Um, Sandra Bullock and Tate are, you know, they just don't get dates at they're all. They're, they're nerdy science and geeks. Homely and they they're they don't have a lot of self confidence. Yeah, they they quote unquote uglied Sandra Bullock up oh by like goodness. making her ha- have a gap in her teeth and her and hair bushy was bushy eyebrows. And... Yeah, which you know, I mean, the glasses didn't help, and no. you know, it was just you know they made her look goofy, I guess, to to sure. prove like. So they, and could they do plastered that. his hair down, making yeah. him look really dorky and stuff. So they so. wanted to do that ugly duckling thing where she gets revealed later as, oh my God, she was beautiful all along, you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. And uh, so they, the Tate Donovan goes to um, Madam uh, Ruth. Madam Ruth, yeah, a fortune teller. And she gives him a love potion and says, you know, if you take it and then when you talk to someone of the opposite sex, they will love everything that you have to say. They'll love everything about you. They basically dote on everything you say. Right. And I don't remember it being like this, but it's almost a little sinister Mm -hmm. watching it back. Hers, not so much. I mean, she kind of she kind of took advantage of like the necklace and whatever. But he made his way through a sorority which right seems and, sort of nefarious really and take this and take this as you will but with this spray in the mouth of the love potion um they the people that you talk to can't say no they'll do whatever you say they, they have absolutely no self-control say. so mm-hmm. he seriously took advantage of that yeah in a not so nice and like way. i don't remember it that way when i watched it when i was younger but seeing it now i was like that's a little bit yeah icky. well you know why i think because now we have a kid yeah and maybe, we kind of yeah. think okay well what if our daughter was in that sorority and she just got fully taken advantage of like that right. i would be and and they and so they establish mad. it like when he's going through that part they don't talk about it but later in the movie they talk about how the love potion lasts for 4 hours so during that 4 hours you will do anything for that person but as soon as that 4 hours is up if they don't refresh the spell you realize everything that's happened mm-hmm. and you hate their guts so like I, I just like you don't. I didn't think about that when I was younger, but then I thought about it this time, and I'm like, whoa, that's a little bit, like that's not good, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that part of the movie is a little bit, Ugh, but you know, it was still like I see what they were going for yeah. in it, you know, to make it kind of a romance, like you know, the, the two of them fall in love and they should have been in love all along and all that, and and you know, you kind of aw at the end oh. of it and everything, but <laughs> a little bit each of each other. Yay. Yay. You know that part, but sure. But it was a little bit icky there yeah. in the middle. Well, the you movie. know, I guess the, the thought behind it was he was testing it. He was yeah, seeing he was, the boundaries he, being, he could it push. It was scientific and, method for him. Yes. He was seeing exactly how the thing worked and how, how he could make it work. And I don't know. But um, I think one of the scene stealers in the movie has got to be, what's her name? Marissa. 
Marissa. Yeah, she's, oh a, she's a prostitute that his yeah. friends hire for him because he's so unlucky in love. Oh, my goodness. She is just so gross through the whole movie. She just has this hacking cough. Yep. And they never really explain why. I mean, it's not like any of these characters are fully fleshed out or anything. No. <laughs> um, Definitely not. So you just think, okay, well, maybe she's a smoker. Maybe she's got a cold. I, right. I, you know, who knows what's going on? But the whole, the whole movie, anytime she's in it, she's just got this really gross rasping cough. Right. <laughs> and she's hilarious. She, has, she does a she good job of it. And she has the love potion in her mouth. So she's just like, and all the guys just yeah. fawn over her, even though she's right. kind of gross. Just, she's hacking up a lung and everybody's still falling in love with her. <laughs> but she plays it so good. Yeah, she does. It's pretty funny. So, okay. So we will wrap it up for this episode. And then the next one will be a little bit of a lull as well. But we promise it'll get better. Stick with Sorry us. Sorry for the downer. Good, yes, this is good and bad all together. So stick with us. Bye. We will see you next time. <laughs>